Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This episode of She's All Fat is brought to you by Sweet Amaranth, a body-positive boudoir and portrait studio in Seattle, Washington. Head photographer Lindley Ashland specializes in working with people of all sizes, genders, orientations, ability levels, and ethnicities. She has a natural gift for finding the unique beauty in every person and making them feel comfortable, safe, and empowered. She's All Fat listeners can use code SAF on blog.sweetamaranth.com to take $25 off your next session with Sweet Amaranth. Head over to her site to book a session today. Funny story. My boyfriend and I got back together. That's so funny. I want you to know, thank you so much for telling us. That made me laugh so hard just thinking. and this is She's All Fat, the podcast for body positivity, radical self-love, and chill vibes only. This week, we'll discuss Amy Schumer, our college days, and Thigana. Okay, April, it's 11 o'clock p.m. on Sunday night. <laughs> are you awake? Are you alive? The answer is no. Okay. <laughs> I'm here. Um, what are you obsessed with this week? Okay, this week, I'm obsessed with Two little things from Twitter. Mm-hmm. The first is from Lord. So this is a link to Lord. She quote tweets someone who says, Melodrama, meaning Lord's song, Melodrama was my only companion while getting over a boy this past summer. Just overheard said boy saying it's one of his favorite albums. Nothing feels sacred. What do I do? At Lord. And then Lord quote tweeted it, which is like, this is wild. Because if like The Rock quote tweeted me every time I added him, I would <laughs> die. <laughs> Um, oh and my Lord says, cherish the secret world you built without him and know he'll never hear it just the way you do. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> like when I saw this, like my heart stopped. I was like, this is magical because I don't know if everyone listening at home has listened to melodrama. If you oh haven't, you're sleeping. This album is incredible. It's like basically the journey of from falling in love to break up to getting over them the whole cycle and it's just the symbiosis is wild and just the fact that she took the time to respond to this girl in such a thoughtful way because imagine if that happened to you if you're like this is a breakup album that got me through and he's like i love it i mean like can i have one thing out like can i have one thing without you please unbelievable but you created a world without him and he's not gonna hear it how you hear it like that made me so happy oh my god so always standing for lord number one number two Create your own worlds, listeners. Wow. That really meant a lot to me. I love that. Lord is an icon. Should I start standing Lord harder? It's time. Lord is incredible. She's really a consistent fave. She's somebody who's not afraid to like apologize for her mistakes, always growing, like very interested in social justice. And her music is so special. I love Lord. Um, so stand Lord. We decided to stand for Lord. Wow. <laughs> my other obsession this week is um my best friend, Ashley Mills, is directing a documentary called Unapologetic. It's about the black women who are organizing for Black Lives Matter in Chicago. Whoa. And it's like she started it right after two different black men in Chicago were murdered and she found the people who were like leading all of the organization after it, and of course it was Black women, hashtag, you're welcome. Oh my God. <laughs> and so she's making this incredible documentary and it got picked up by Cartepquin, which is like this really cool documentary house. And so it's so exciting. That's amazing. People are going to get to see it at some point. She's been working on it for like, oh my gosh, two years at this point. So I'm going to link to her in the show notes if you guys are interested in this documentary. Um, she's a really visionary filmmaker. I'm clicking I'm to request her. a screening in my area. Nice. I'm putting in my request one, my zip code. That's it's gonna so be, cool. It's going to be really good. It's, I'm excited to see something that's like by a black woman about black women, like that unique perspective in Chicago, which is quote, like the Iraq of America, which I roll forever. <laughs> like it's going to be an interesting perspective. So that's those amazing. are, it's going to be so cool. Oh I can't God. wait to see it. Go Ashley. Shout out to Ashley. Um, those are my obsessions. What are you obsessed with this week? Number one, 
just wanted to tell you that we've got several Instagram messages like thanking you for your music shout outs from oh, last nice. week. Everyone's like, April's great taste in music. <laughs> Thank so. you so much. Um, also, I appreciate everyone messaging us and tweeting at us with your responses to the animal fight meme. Oh my God. I'm horrified by those of you who would choose hawks. <laughs> Just, I just feel like I can't place judgment. Like I it, just, it's an overwhelming conundrum. I'm sorry, you know? but the the hawks are not. You can't. They're not going to help you. But you said land and sky. But lots of people <laughs> tweeted us. They're like, "Hey, I printed this out at work, yeah. and now everybody's losing their minds." I also, I think, I think, I mean, to be fair, people who chose hawks don't get defensive at me. I also just don't trust and hate birds. Yeah, no, birds are annoying. Birds are bad. But, but but maybe birds are so bad that they would be helpful in this situation. I think hawks are very smart, and that makes them terrifying. Birds don't have teeth. You know what I mean? They just have beaks. beaks. They're Uh. dinosaurs. Anyways, (laughs) um, so I just wanted to say I'm really glad everyone liked that too. And then I just wanted to, instead of doing like one really big like thing I'm obsessed with, I have, I'm always talking about like, oh, one thing that helped with my body positivity stuff is I started following a bunch of people on Instagram. So I just wanted to talk about some people I follow on Instagram who are not necessarily like like fat girl models basically okay. mm-hmm. but or like fashionistas or like fashionistas or whatever all right um but they're people who make me feel happy when i look at their feeds um okay so all of these will be linked in the show notes um so don't worry about like you don't need to listen to the name super hard okay first person is like not what you would expect i guess all right she's like a very thin <laughs> woman who works in fashion okay but her name is eva chen she does like fashion at instagram she's in charge of whatever something about fashion there what would that be okay no idea (laughs) but i like all of her stories because she is like she's a mom to two really adorable little kids by the way why do you think she speaks to you so much i just like that she is like a person who likes and cares about fashion but she's not like a you know white blonde woman she doesn't like do makeup that often she's just like oh i like this like she does this thing in her instagram stories called hashtag eva chen pose and it's like her feet up with her purse on the like taxi cab seat and it's always like fun and like a little bit offbeat she's not like the kind of beauty person who's like oh my god hi guys blah blah not that Mm -hmm. there's anything wrong with that it just gets like monotonous after a while Mm -hmm. i just i really like her so another one who is a body positive person is this person who went to Stanford, and I think I have like mutuals with them, but I never really talked to them. Their name is Alok Menon or Menon. Mm. Their their bio says that they're a gender non conforming artist and fashionist at Ooh. like yeah. So they um, wear a lot of like femme fashion. Oh yes, I think I follow them. Yeah, they're really cool, and they do a lot of activist work and work for like trans people and gender nonconforming people. And I find they're a good person for me to follow because I feel like I'm still honestly working to like decolonize and like de cis normalize my Mm. like ideas of of bodies and then this one that a follower sent us that's called recipes for self-love and it's this really cool artist who mostly does um images of like women of color like illustrations with little sayings like build the life you want or um you are resilient or eat what you want and and a follower sent us this one called fat is a descriptor not an insult yeah, I love that. It's so wild because sometimes I feel like glancing at an affirmation feels ridiculous, but actually just how effective looking at a physical one yes. is, it's so effective. It's, it's so like effective. out of this world. It's incredible. And then, yeah, just the last two things are other people we know. Um, Tyler Fetter is this amazing artist who did like one of her most recent Insta illustrations. She said she was listening to us and we were both like, oh my God, I can't I love, believe it. That was so funny. The, the whole cartoon in general was hilarious. So she it's had so one room she's at therapy and it's like, blah, 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 dead mom. Yeah. <laughs> it made me laugh. Um, Dark. Like I like it. <laughs> so I love her. I can't believe that she drew us. Thank you so much, Thank Tyler. Thank you so much. And finally, um, I want to do a shout out to Carrie Sooth, another person that we met through List, who has like a really cool newsletter and merch that she like makes and has a little shop for online. She makes like little art things. She has a t-shirt or she has a hat that says make America distrust Gemini's again. Oh my God. <laughs> same. Really Hard, funny. <laughs> same. Wow. That's um, amazing. Yeah. She has like a shirt that says your therapist loves me. Um, <laughs> and like all these little 
cute illustrations. Okay, we will link to everything in the show notes and let's move on to shout outs. Okay, thank you guys so much for giving us some reviews on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it so much. One day we'll be on New and Noteworthy. Like, who do I have to sleep with? And if you know somebody, you know what to do. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, okay, so shout out to LS from NC, the one from North Carolina, maybe. Um, a guilty feminist, same. Um, Carafina, Ashley and PDX, and Ross Marino candles, guys. Just wait for what we have coming with Ross Marino candles. Just wait. And Lauren's underscore Rogers. Thank you guys so much for leaving us a review. It truly means so much. One day we will get to new and noteworthy, and it'll be all thanks to you. Y'all are the real MVPs. And now our Patreon shoutouts. These are the people who support us on our Patreon, and we are so, so grateful to y'all. So first we have Tess Knight Vornbrock. We got Maggie McGill. Maggie's a real OG SAF supporter. We will link to her YouTube in the show notes. We got Leonore McGuire, Laura Pullman, and Natalie Valencia. Thank Thank you you so much. We love you. Very exciting. And now, corrections. We got this tweet that I felt personally embarrassed by. Okay. If y'all notice, corrections are only ever like Sophie apologizing for Whatever. something. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> One day someone will be brave enough to at you. That's true. We'll try it. I want you all to try it. Try oh me. God. See what happens. Um, okay. So this person tweeted at us, as much as it pains me to send this correction to at She's All Fat Pod, Tiva's our peak hashtag lesbian culture, like very uncomfortably so. Um, and then she followed up, as much as I want to blame Josh the Trader Joe's checkout boy for the continuation of Tiva's, the real blame lies with all our Aunt Terry's and the young queers who emulate their Aunt Terry's. Damn. Um, and I sent back like a really sad, like, oh, I, I'm just bi and I didn't realize it till recently, so I'm not really, I don't know everything about lesbian culture yet. We would like to issue a formal apology to all lesbians. We know many of you are listening. We appreciate you. We didn't know. I haven't watched The L Word yet. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I will, but I just want to say that I we love y'all. I heard that it's not that well written in retrospect. It was just kind of Listen, like groundbreaking. it's lesbian culture, though. Yeah, lesbian I gotta culture. watch it until I can get educated. I've heard the Nancy episode about it, so I think I'm good. But um, I do want to say that I'm so sorry. Yeah. Whiteness and lesbianism are not the same thing. No. And we're going to get it right next time. Um, also, Maria, our editor, didn't know what Tivas were until this, which is so funny to me. She's also a person of color. I mean, it's just a, it's a mysterious world. Dang. <laughs> we don't know what's up. I hope, like, you know what? I hope a lesbian who is a woman of color tweets at us and, like, is like, here's my Tivas. <laughs> you know? Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that's that. So, yeah. Sorry I'm bi and I am, like, uneducated about it. <sighs> Man, I got to get better at it. I got to know more about the culture. Okay. So now we're moving on to tip jar. Um, We have a couple updates this week. I'm pretty excited about them. So we talked last week about some advice to someone who was going through a breakup. Um, Listen (laughs) to this email we got like three hours ago. Okay. Um, Funny story. My boyfriend and I got back together. so funny i want you to know thank you so much for telling us that made me laugh so hard just thinking we're like here's a heartfelt advice about how like starting your new chapter she's like sitting there with him in bed like oops oops that's hilarious oh my god she's like like, oh ethan don't listen (laughs) so funny oh my god yeah okay so funny story my boyfriend and i got back together like a week after i sent y'all that question blah, blah. Seriously, that was top-notch A-plus advice. Thank you, thank you. Um, honestly, I'm really glad you got back together. I hope you guys are happy. Mm-hmm. And like in the future, if if anything goes wrong, you can just go back. It stands. We've already done it The for advice you. stands. You do what you want with your boyfriend. <laughs> that is hilarious. I'm so glad, honestly. Yeah, be happy. Happy ending. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two. Um, somebody tweeted at us saying that they like wanted to give us a tip about an account to follow on Instagram at young people underscore chronic illnesses on Instagram, and they share stories about chronic illnesses for young people, and they like have links to other support for chronic illness for young people, which is super cool. We'll link that in the show notes. Another person emailed us, what the fuck to Harry Potter world? I feel the same way. <laughs> As a straight size fan, I love the park. So imagine my horror and outrage when I heard Sophie's story. Unacceptable. And now I know to be aware of where I'm going to theme parks with my fat friends. Fuck them. I just wanted to read that because like, I so appreciate that. I always appreciate when straight size allies at least can be like, hey, listen, like this is what's going to be up mm-hmm. if we go here. Um, Cause it's way better to know it from a friend than to know it from like, 
you know, the employee with the name yeah. tag. You like, don't want to show up there and have to go through that experience. So thank yeah. you so much for taking that away from the episode. That's awesome. And then I said the thing about how Disneyland is really good, but then someone tweeted at us that Star Tours, which like back me up everyone. This is the worst ride in Disneyland. It's just like motion and you like go on a Star Wars trip, but it's just like you watch a screen and it jostles slightly. Would like to report that Star Tours seat belts or seats were not fat friendly. I know they've made changes or updates to the ride, but I don't know if that includes the seats. I don't know either, but I will never know because they fucking suck and I won't go on that ride. Someone who we've talked to before, actually, they're doing this cool app that they're developing called Can We All Go? And they have a website called canweallgo.com slash beta. Um, and they want people to go there and like when the app is up, you'll be able to leave reviews about places that are accessible and not accessible for fat people, which is super cool. So go check them out and keep them in mind in the future. And finally, we are going to do a roundup slash mailbag about a lot of doctor questions we get. So if you guys have questions about illnesses, your body at the doctor, talking to doctors. If you are a doctor or a nurse or a health professional and you have a question, we have a couple, but we want to build a really um, strong cadre of questions Mm -hmm. Thanks to um, answer. So please, in the next week, send us all your voice memos or if you must, typed questions. Even though I want that voice, but we're Um, excited to finally do this episode. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that, um, either next week or the week after when you hear this, I get confused about the timing always. So this will come Thursday. So soon Soon. (laughs) we'll be doing that episode in the next couple weeks. So please send us, um, questions about doctors and health. Sounds good. All right. Well, we should really get to the meat of it. Don't you think? Let's do it. The meat of it. All right. So for this week, the meat of it, I wanted to do an episode called State of the Fat Union. (laughs) Because who has respect for the presidential office? Not Not, I. Not us anymore. Um, State of the Fat Union, meaning like what is the state of fat politics in the media as of today? Like I kind of wanted to talk about what are the headlines that we're seeing in popular culture, in the news, in the media in general that are relevant to what we've been talking about to kind of check in about like beyond the she's all fat bubble, like how we doing yeah. in the world? How what What's up? What's up? So um, what prompted this episode for me was I keep seeing um, a link to this Amy Schumer movie called I Feel Pretty. You keep seeing a link to it. We've I haven't clicked it. We've gotten like a hundred questions <laughs> about it. I counted and it was at least over 20 <laughs> tweets of people being like, you going to say something about it? Yeah, we got a bunch of DMs But it was it. funny. Um, but honestly, I had decided to do this episode before because I already knew that it was going to piss me off. Oh my but God. then everybody already like confirmed that. I hadn't heard about it until a listener literally DM'd me on Instagram with a link to it and just the caption concerning dot dot dot. <laughs> So, so just for listeners at home, Sophie and I agreed not to watch, to click this until we were doing this episode. Okay. So we're about to watch this for the first time, and we'll check back in. Ready? Yeah. Wait. That's me. That's me. Oh, my God. Do you see this? Yes. I'm beautiful. All right. We're back. Oh, Oof. my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm boiling. <laughs> That was somehow worse than I thought. That's worse. No, that's worse than I thought. And Andy Bryant is in this. Andy, what I'm you so doing? Mad. Andy, what Andy, you doing? What the hell? We're not on that. We off that. Oh my god! Is she for real? Is she for real? That's some bullshit. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm really glad we waited to watch it because I am filled I, please, with rage. Unleash, please. <laughs> Basically, like how I want to frame this conversation is that I keep seeing this trailer online and then I keep seeing a variety of responses to it. What have you seen? So like, okay, so I have a link if you want to click it. Basically, if you just Google I feel pretty and like look at some of the headlines, they really vary. Some of them are like, I feel pretty is going to be a body positive triumph. Some of them are like, I feel pretty is Amy Schumer serious? Like we're not on the same page about this at all, which is horrifying. Yeah, skewers beauty stereotypes, magically gains all the confidence, tackle body image issue, peeving off a lot of people, (laughs) offensive to actually fat people. Thank you. Interesting. That is interesting. (sighs) Wow, wow, 
wow. Just the, the tone deafness Promotes of it. body positivity that's, in that's new film. That's the one that I also saw, as people think somehow this is, this is body positive. It's not, I'm beautiful despite my roles. Like, is that really what people think we're talking about? I think so. How are we still having this conversation? I can't tell you. You know, and she says, "I I feel I'm beautiful." And then Sashir Zameda is like, "Huh?" <laughs> it's like Amy Schumer is a size eight. Yeah, she's a size eight. Yeah, she's blonde. She's a millionaire. <laughs> it's just pretty. Like, I mean, even if I'm I'm sure that like what the movie comes around to is like, Amy, you are beautiful as you think you are all along. But like, that's going to be very undercut by how all the jokes are. Isn't it funny that this bitch thinks she's pretty? Is literally every joke that was in that trailer. You know what I mean? So I'm sure that she thinks that it's going to be like, and also Emily, whatever her name is in this movie, I'm just like, whatever. Oh, Radish. She's what always the like, fuck, Emily. Like, I feel so insecure about my huge boobs and thin body. I'm like, fuck like, you, Emily. Stop. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm 100% positive A.D. Bryant's going to do, like, a press tour about it, too. And they're all going to be like, it's about, like, you should have realized from the beginning. And, like, no. If you look at that trailer, and they know this because they're comedians. Yes. Every single joke is she's ugly and she thinks she's pretty. Isn't yeah. that funny? Isn't that funny? It's not jokes that are, like, kind-spirited at all. They're all punching down. It's so harmful. Yeah. How could you make something like this, especially at a time like this, where people are trying to be, quote-unquote, more thoughtful about, quote-unquote, the media that they, quote-unquote, put out into the world? Because she actually (laughs) literally thinks that she is, like, fat and ugly. But it doesn't make sense, because she tries to toe the line. Like, she's making this movie, but then remember when she was included in that, like, plus-size ladies list on Glamour, and she was like, don't get it twisted, I'm not one of them. So, like, which one is it? I don't know. Are you fat or not? (laughs) Like, you gotta pick. You can't punch down and make fat jokes, but then be like, at the end of the day, like remember she gave that speech where she's like i'm a size eight like i'm drowning in dick like i'm fine yeah it's like which one which one or it just feels to me like she's trying to participate in making the same kinds of tired jokes while also being like but i'm body positive like she wants to instead of tackling like taking down like the mainstream comedian or like comedy viewpoint on like fat is bad and funny thin is good and pretty she wants to be able to make those jokes while also trying to say that she's body positive is what it feels like to me. Like, she kind of wants to have her cake and eat it, too. She's not accomplishing either of those things. Yeah. It takes such a long time. It takes so much money for a movie to get made. (laughs) A lot of people said yes to this. Millions were spent on this. Yeah. Like, a lot of people did not see a problem with it. Yeah. Please do not work yourself up about this. Like... Uh, talk to people in your life about it if it comes up. Explain why you find it problematic. But, like, please take care of yourself. This is not worth it. Amy Schumer has proven over and over and over that she is, like, not dependable, not a good ally, not anything. And, like, I just refuse to be baited into this. I already have to work to keep my cortisol down, and, like, I'm not going to do it. (laughs) It's very clear, although I'm sure that at the end of the movie she will realize that she's beautiful all along, that the underlying thesis of this movie is... Being thin and traditionally beautiful and white is best. (laughs) And being not like that is not best and harder. And if you are not those things, then you have to lie to yourself in order to feel good about yourself. And uh, if you don't already know, in body positivity, what we're trying to do is say, actually, we're not going to privilege one kind of body over another. There's no reason for this body to be considered better. It's not about saying, I am as good as this other body and that body is still like at the top. It's not about that because what we're saying is there is no hierarchy because all bodies are equal. <laughs> So it's just like, you know, they got lost at step one. There's nothing redeeming about this. <laughs> the first meeting was a horrible mistake on yeah. this project, and it just went down the hill from there. How many that's fat jokes do you think she made in meetings? Like, how many times was she like, for herself? like, it's me. Come on. It's me. Just wait 30 years for her memoir where she half apologizes for this. It's <sighs> going to be too late. Um, <laughs> but no, those are really good tips. Don't, don't, don't stress yourself out about this, because the reality is the more mainstream 
body positivity becomes, the more misunderstood it will become and the more shit like this will happen. I mean, it's going to keep happening. It's going to keep happening. Like, we just have to kind of prepare ourselves. There's, like, a time in between when something is too small or, Mm -hmm. like, not in the conversation. Like, niche, basically. Yeah, there's a time between when something is niche and when it is mainstream enough to have enough people understand what it is. And, like, body positivity is there right now. It's been around for a long time. Yes. But where it is in the national conversation in America is in this spot where people are like, what is it? Oh, fat people want to think they're not terrible. Uh, Okay, I guess they're fine, maybe. But like we're not. Or like it's cute that they think that. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I mean, we're kind of at the level of like middle schoolers being like, that's good. I mean, not cool. When you say gay, do you mean what you say? <laughs> yeah. Knock it off. Exactly. <laughs> Maria, drop the Hillary Duff link. You know the one. <laughs> but it's just... When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. It's just infuriating. But the good thing is we have this space. We're going to vent here. We're going to continue to do our chill vibes only. We're going to make media that needs to exist in the world. Yeah. Other people are going to keep doing the same thing. One day we're not going to have these problems. Another thing that would make me feel better would be to like make jokes and memes about how dumb this is. Oh, I'm going to meme the shit out of this. <laughs> Amy Schumer's going to hear about me because I'm and pissed. by the way, don't come at us with saying like, oh, but we shouldn't be mean to other women. Amy Schumer is a we're not rich, doing that. white. We're, no, we're not on <laughs> like, that. We're not doing We're not that. on that. We, special place in hell. Mm-hmm. No. If uh-uh. you, especially if you are making media that's going to make my personal life harder. Yeah, sorry. Guess what? You're getting mocked on yeah. the internet and you deserve it. <laughs> try me, bitch. I want to see you try. Yeah, yeah. You lose um, that privilege when you like gone. go to put an entire bunch of people down so to make you fucking better. money. Yeah. Wow. What a traitor. Yeah. The other thing that's in the media as far as like body positivity related news. So Weight Watchers, don't know if you've heard about this, this summer it will be free for teens ages 13 to 17. You know, Very cool. your formative <laughs> years, like the most important years. Yep. Um, no. <laughs> like, the- Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. There's no. <laughs> really all I have to say about this is like I was using Weight Watchers when I like trigger warning disordered eating didn't eat for two weeks so that I could be thin. So like <laughs> that's all I have to say. I was 14. Don't do this. Don't, Don't do, do this, this to teens. It's so it's just... – it's just so horrifying how it's completely encouraged. Yeah, I went on Atkins when I was 10 years old, and it was completely encouraged by, like, all my doctors, all the adults in my life were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Take control of your body. Yep. I'm in fourth grade. Same. Like, I cannot believe. I did Jenny Craig, and then I did something else, and then I did Weight Watchers, and I was on Weight Watchers when I figured out how to, like, minimize all the calories that I could possibly eat so that I wouldn't be shaky, but... I would still be losing as much weight as possible. And now they're trying to make it like very cool. DJ Cal is a new spokesperson and they're like, Oh, it's we him. Re- oh, it is him. Oh yeah. yeah. And they're like, we remixed our program. So now all these foods are free and like, so you can guilt free eat a bunch of cabbage. And it's just like, sorry, what are we doing? Yeah. Sorry. You don't hear yourself. That's a child. Yeah. That is a child. So, okay. I also linked, if you want to click the link. Sure. So after all the, obviously the outrage and especially like the National Eating Disorders Association really has been like actively leading the charge against this. Nita. They, Nita. Yeah. They posted a, um, a response. Weight Watchers posted a response. Should I read we'll it? Read that. Yeah. Okay. Earlier this week, we shared the future vision of Weight Watchers, including some changes we are making to bring health and wellness to all, not just the few. 
As part of that, we announced we would open Weight Watchers to teens for free. We hear you, Nita, and we take our responsibility seriously. We know that the teenage years are a critical life stage, and opening Weight Watchers to teens with consent from a parent or guardian is about families getting healthier. What we will be providing for teens is a program that guides healthy habits for life, not a diet. We have and will continue to talk with healthcare professionals as we get ready to launch this program. So just in case you didn't know, like assigning points to food isn't a healthy habit. Yeah. <laughs> like especially not to start doing so, so young. So I think, I mean, again, I'm really heartened by the fact that I've only, this is different than the I feel pretty thing and that I've only seen negative reactions to this. For the listeners at home, give extra support to the teen in your life. If you have a teen in your life, it's so hard to be a teen. Think about if you were a teen, you didn't know about any of this body positivity stuff. Because the only thing that stopped me from doing Weight Watchers was that I was poor. I would Mm -hmm. have done it if I could afford it. Mm -hmm. If it was free, Mm -hmm. I would have done it. And so it's just like, this is going to be such a tantalizing option if you're already like struggling with your body. And you've seen all the commercials with like, this will be an everlasting (laughs) Are you kidding? Yeah, Jennifer Hudson is now a size four. And she's like, I found love. Uh, Like, you'd be like, um, I'm signing the fuck up. I'm going to be skinny by prom. And there's an app for your phone. It's horrible. You can do all sorts of stuff. Christ. You know, and if you exercise, you get more points that you can use. So if you don't eat and you exercise and then you get the extra points, you feel even better about your eating disorder. It's just like, it's fucked up. I mean, it's not surprising that a diet company would be trying to expand into a younger, more profitable market where they could get their claws into people, um, specifically young women, before they grow up and make customers for life. But it's honestly disgusting. And then before their bodies, <laughs> their bones are done setting. Yeah. yeah in their skeletons um uh yeah i just think it's really important for a lot of our listeners already practice this and send us tips all the time like trying to decipher between quote wellness like wellness quote unquote and like learning how to actually take care of your body as a human being because it's not the same thing and it really is like marketed and packaged to seem like it's similar we've talked before about the Taffney Acker piece in the New York Times about Weight Watchers has openly been like, maybe we'll be wellness watchers. Maybe we'll like rebrand so that we're more palatable because we're kind of all on the same page that like dieting is bad. People kind of understand that, but like being well and having your remixed points, that seems good. Going on a clean at the whole 30, that's not a diet. As we've, which by the way, I never hear people talk about doing the whole 30 unless they're saying, I did it and I loved it. But when they're actually on it, they're always like, I think I'm going to break whole 30 so I can eat this. Yeah. They're like miserable. (laughs) Busy Phillips is like driving to the candy store and buying candy, but not letting herself eat it on whole 30. Like, are we sure it's wellness? As we've discussed, like I, I have so much trouble or I, I do better now, but I've had so much trouble in the past trying to learn how to do like intuitive eating because instead of being able to look at a piece of food and say, do I want this? I look at it and I go, hmm, how many calories does it have? How much fiber does it have? I know exactly how many points that is. Like imagine if someone had been like, hey, are you still hungry? Why? Let's look at what you ate earlier. Oh, maybe you would be less hungry if we added some fiber to your breakfast. How could we think about doing that in a way that? that would taste good? Can you imagine if someone had done that? Recommending, quote, like, wellness techniques or whatever, you really have to evaluate. Like, look at weight. Because Weight Watchers is easy to be like, oh, yeah, my aunt lost weight on Weight Watchers. You should, too. Yeah. But in reality, it's like you're teaching somebody how to undo the way that their brain should work. Yes. It's very harmful. So we have to just be, like, constantly evaluating all of these new, like, because some things aren't, like, drinking lemon water, that's, that's probably fine. good for you. That's and packaged listen, as wellness. If you want to make some argument about, like, well, kids and teens, like, shouldn't be fat or blah, 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 whatever. Number one, sometimes people are fat, and that is fine. People are fat. <laughs> sometimes people are just fat people. Number two, if your child has gained a bunch of weight and you're concerned about, like, oh, they gained a bunch of weight and they seem different than they seemed before. It seems like a negative change Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're not happy about themselves. They are acting differently. Like I'm concerned about other health things, whatever. There's other steps you can take. And like most of the things you could do to address it have nothing to do with saying like, oh, we need to have you lose weight. Yeah, It's things like, hey, let's talk about what you're eating at school. Is the school lunch healthy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, let's talk about, um, are you getting enough exercise? Do you feel like you're moving your body enough? Do you feel too like sluggish? How are you managing um, your stress? Why are you so stressed? You're 10. What, are you emotionally eating? Like, Let's yes. go to a child therapist and talk about that. Exactly. What eating behaviors am I modeling? Yes. Am I modeling um, treats yeah. as a you know emotional stress response? Do I say things like cheat days in front of you yeah. even though you're 10? Um, do you, are you going through puberty? 
puberty and maybe like it's fine. And maybe your body's not done yet. <laughs> when I was on Atkins, literally, I had one part of my chest that was completely flat, one huge tit, <laughs> my legs. <laughs> monster and i was like oh, i'm going on a diet like i wasn't done yet yeah it's not done growing yet exactly it's just awful and like so it's totally fine to be concerned about someone gaining a bunch of weight if you think it's like a sign that something bad has changed in their yes. life meaning like the same way that you would be concerned if someone all of a sudden lost a bunch of weight you'd be yes. like what's going on totally so you know if you're concerned about a child or teen in your life you could be like hey let's talk about health let's talk about how you're fueling your body how you feel about eating do you have an eating disorder do they maybe have some binge eating going on um are you moving your body enough like what do you feel about what's going on like do you need to talk to a therapist do you need help figuring out what food feels good to eat for your body let's not do this weight watchers bullshit because this fucked me up for so long like this is a punishment like if you tell your 10 year old you're going on a diet you're teaching them that you have to punish your body into fitting into the shape that it might naturally never fit i used to have this whole thought about like okay i weigh this much now but if i just stay this weight until i'm taller then oh my god i used to have that too because we're not done growing yet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. have your teen go on Weight Watchers. <laughs> Tell your teen to listen to She's All Fat. Yeah. Don't do it. God damn it. Don't do it, guys. Um, the other headline body positivity related that I wanted to discuss, um, Thick Anna. So if you haven't gotten the message, <laughs> if you have not yet received the memo, uh, my apologies for not sending it to you on my mailing list. I've been telling everybody about this. Rihanna's oh getting thick. Rihanna's put on a good amount of weight as of late. She looks amazing. <laughs> but the way that she's being discussed in in the media and in the public eye or whatever is is interesting to me because obviously it is a conversation about body positivity and that pop stars are meant to fit one image. Like yeah. ever since the days of Britney Spears and before, it was like, this is what a pop star looks. And Rihanna's like, I don't care. Like she's not walking around looking uncomfortable. She's no. like, I'm the baddest bitch alive, thick as hell. And people did not know what to do about it. Oh my God. And these okay. are some of their responses. Everyone's like, oh, is she pregnant? Mm-hmm. Um, look at the one about the Spanx. That was my favorite. Oh my God. Rihanna looks like she may be pregnant. Never seen her this curvy and she is wearing at least five pairs of Spanx under that dress. Five pairs of Spanx. If you think she's wearing one pair of Spanx, You're so think wrong. again, she doesn't care. Oh my but God. I, want, I wanted to think more broadly about like, how do you think, like, what do you think the way that people treat Rihanna and her body changing, like, what does that tell you about the national conversation about body positivity. I mean, the thing is, like, I haven't... I've seen a lot of dumb tweets about this, but I also still haven't seen anyone saying, like, now she's fat, she's unattractive, because Rihanna's yeah, always hot. She's hot. <laughs> <laughs> but I have, I have to think. Like, if we're going to really come in here and do this show every week, I, I have to think progress. that things are getting better, right? I think we have made progress, but I also just think that it's, like, all kind of human nature to... Like, if body positivity was the, like main go-to, I think there would be headlines that were like, <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker looks meanly over at Kim Cattrall <laughs> while she, you know what I mean? Like, I think it would be like, it looks like Sarah Jessica Parker is body shaming Kim Cattrall. So like, is she good? <laughs> like, I think no matter like if what. Like, if it got vilified. Yeah. Then maybe we would be in a better place. But I just think like, no matter what, people are going to be like judging and shaming women for something. Yeah. It's just how. <laughs> yeah. Like, once again, we've discussed on the pod before, literally the definition of body positivity is not clear is yeah. not mainstream like the term became mainstream the meaning did not become mainstream we yeah. like missed it because i think people's, <laughs> yeah. what people think about it is that they think body positivity means like don't say mean things or it means it's okay like you're you're cute despite your body yeah <laughs> you are allowed to like yourself now just told you that <laughs> it's just frustrating but yeah. it just tells me that at least as far as where we're headed i think it's like it's clarity of what we're even talking about yeah and it's just the the hope and the belief that people become more thoughtful oh and also okay as as a as a way to close out my ultimate problematic fave cardi b someone recently asked her hey are you pregnant you look fat and she said i'm just getting fat let me fat in peace yes iconic truly an iconic line tattoo it to my chest incredible to be clear she's not a body positive hero in no, any way. I, but that line no. is great. <laughs> the, line, the line to me is just like indicative of like, that's our future. Let me Let fat, me fat in, in peace. peace. is so funny. <laughs> that's the future. Um, so I think that's it. You can wrap it up. Okay. So <laughs> that's the meat of it for this week. 
we've discussed the state of the fat union in today's media landscape. You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> Today's episode is sponsored by Tomboy X. If you're into clean, comfortable, and super cute underwear in sizes extra small to 4X, you might be into Tomboy X. They carry a ton of different options from bikinis to briefs to boxer briefs to trunks to boy shorts. Tomboy X has got you covered. I have the essential soft bra in a 4X and I wear it all the time. I love how soft and comfortable it is. Personally, I love to wear it under a loose tee and feel like I'm in flash dance. All the Tomboy X products come in super fun prints and colors, and everything is available again in sizes extra small to 4X. My favorite Tomboy X products are the Iconic Briefs and Essential Soft Bra in white. I'm a big booty Betty, and I'm happy April to report- wrote that herself. <laughs> I stand by it. Um, and I'm happy to report that the Iconic Briefs cover the whole width of my butt. So if you are too, check them out. Go to tomboyx.com slash SAF and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. She's All Fat listeners get an extra 15% off with code SAF. Again, that's code SAF for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Tomboyx.com slash SAF. And now it's time to ask a fatty. If you want advice, you can send a voice memo of yourself asking a question to FYI at she's all fat pod.com. You can record it on your computer or the voice memo app on your iPhone. Just keep it short, about one minute max. Or if you're shy, you can send us a plain old email at FYI at she's all fat pod.com and we might answer your question right here on the show. So this week we've got a special letter from Hannah. I just want to start off by saying that I absolutely love your show and listening to you makes me so happy. I wanted to submit a question for the Ask a Fatty segment. I fangirled so hard when Sophia mentioned that she went to Stanford because I'm currently a senior at Stanford. I did a bit of stalking and noticed that we even major minored in the same subject down to the emphasis. As I'm sure you remember, Stanford is not a fat positive place. There is an intense diet and exercise culture here, and I constantly find myself feeling ostracized and marginalized by my thin friends. Unintentional, I'm sure, but it still sucks. I have an amazing support system in my fiance and online communities, but Stanford is a very toxic place for me as a fat woman, and I find myself slipping into some pretty bad spaces and habits whenever I return. My question is a big one, and I'm sure one you've been asked before. How the heck can you come to comfort with your body when you're in a space where you're actively hated or looked down upon for it? Sophia, what was your experience at Stanford like as a fat woman? April, what was your experience like in college? What was the body positive journey like for you guys at that particular point in your lives? Good question. Thank you, Hannah. Shout out to Stanford Hannah's. (laughs) So yeah, I went to Northwestern. At the time, yeah, that was when I was even learning what body positive was. I was doing the whole, like, stereotypical radical feminist thing. Mm-hmm. I, like, took on a sociology double major, and I was just, like, getting very upset all the time about, like, the world's problems. And part of that was realizing, like, oh, I thought my body was a problem that I needed to fix, when in reality I'm being marginalized in addition to all the other shit, also for my body. Because I didn't even really realize that. I kind of thought that all the hate that I had felt in my life for my body was justified. Like I didn't really click until college. So I really benefited from having the time. It's such a privilege to go to college and just have years to sit and like think. Yeah. And so I just had time to think and figure it out and read about it and realize that I wasn't the problem. So that was really important. I did not find any of body positivity till after I graduated. So like apart from Stanford specific things, my like journey aside that was like, I was heavier than I had been ever before when I got to college and then spent freshman year fat and then sophomore year, I talked about this on my Instagram a little bit, but I would drive into San Francisco one weekend every month to get shots of um, a pregnancy hormone so that I could eat 200 calories a day and lose weight. And I did that and I got like pretty thin and then it slowly crept back and then I did it again. And then it slowly crept back. So for like sophomore and part of junior year, I was like actually pretty thin. And then I like just slowly gained weight. And then after college, like kept gaining more weight. After like senior year, I got super depressed and gained a bunch of weight from being depressed and also from like having fucked up my metabolism and also from having PCOS and also from like all these other things. And I was finally, I was like flailing and doing so badly that that was when I finally was like, if I focus on hating my body, I'm going to die. Mm -hmm. So I have to put this aside. I don't have, I need to survive and I can't survive if I do this. So 
I put it aside, not in a like positive way. I wasn't like, I'm going to decide to love myself now. I was just like, I can't think about this right now. I'm going to die. So I put it aside. And then once I was a little bit mentally healthier after college, I like, I was like, huh, I kind of stopped thinking about this. Like, what do I want to think about it right now? And then I found body positivity stuff. I would say at Stanford specifically, one thing is that like, if you want to find more community about this, you'll probably have to start organizing it yourself, which sucks. But also Stanford does make it pretty easy. There's a lot of like student grants for organizing things. And there's a lot of money from like the various um, student organizations if you want to do stuff. And also you could like work to bring different speakers on campus. So I know a lot of body positive speakers will go places and like give talks. You could like organize a couple talks. I will say too that like I have a lot of very close female friends from Stanford still and a couple of male friends. Shout out Justin. When I started going on my body positive journey and started talking about it, they all got on board. Like I have a lot of faith that your friends from Stanford, if you were like, Hey, I need support on this. Mm -hmm. They would probably be like, okay, let's do it. (laughs) You know? Mm -hmm. Cause I think Stanford, despite all its fault is, is a place where a lot of people can find like close friendships. Cause you're like, wait, you love this thing? <laughs> like you are, you're there because you are similar. Yeah. You just have to find those similarities. And that's the hardest part about college. But if you're a senior, chances are you've already found good people. Yeah. Yeah. But I hope you have found some places that feel like home to you there. And if you have, if you like are more vocal in those areas about that, or if you like, you said you feel marginalized by your thin friends and you think it's unintentional. I wonder what would happen if you tried to talk to them about it and you said like, hey, this is really important to me. Could I talk to you about this? Like, I know that's super scary. And once again, it sucks that like the onus has to be on you to do it. But I think if you tried, you might find that like your thin friends would be like super down to support you and like be called out and like want to be there for you. And if they love you and they're considered like smart, progressive people, I would yeah. hope that Which they would. everyone at Stanford is. Right. Literally all you have to do is be like, listen, I just want to talk to you about something problematic I heard you say at a oh house meeting the other day. Wow. I'm having a full <laughs> flashback. Like the, the college speak that yeah. we were using at the time. Oh my God, please. We're not going back <laughs> yeah. there. We're listen, not going back like, to that place. Hey, you want to go like take a walk with me around the quad and just like discuss this? We're always like... saying discourse to each other. Oh we're saying like, let's get into the discourse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, Hannah, please keep us posted. And also congratulations. You're almost done. Yeah. You did it. Yeah. You did it's it. so hard. You did it. <laughs> I wanted to drop out so many times. Oh, my God. But I didn't do it. Move to L.A. Come hang out and be our friend. It'll be fun. All the resources we mentioned in this week's Ask a Baddie will be in our episode notes. Thank you for that letter. Stanford Hannah. Go card. Now let's move on to It's Okay You Can Ask, a segment Sophie apologizes for before and after each recording. <laughs> Why do you have to call me out like this? <laughs> We'll find out the answers to our burning questions like, what is Jack Hay talking about on Twitter? Or, why won't white men with dreadlocks leave me alone? <laughs> Do they talk to you? They love me. They why? love me. I they don't want, know. Uh, they want you to be like, check mark, it's okay. They want me to validate them. You don't even have dreadlocks. They just think that if I say it's okay, then it's okay. I always get, like, white guys with dreadlocks will always be like, how are you doing? Like, come out of, don't talk to me. Really? Yes. Um. Anyway, okay, so let's do this. April. Yes. Okay, I already told you you're not going to like this question. <laughs> but you always do, so. Um, can you explain Charlemagne? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so please. What is the... What, what is who Charlemagne? Who is he and, like, what's the deal? Like, why do I always see black women on Twitter talking about how they're mad at Charlemagne? And, like, what's the deal? <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Why is he called Charlemagne, but he spells it with an A in the middle instead of an E? And, like, does he, why is he referencing, like, 11th century British politics and, like, I mean, what's going on? I can't get into I don't know why he made that decision. I don't even know what his real name is. But um, for everyone so privileged to not know this, Charlemagne the God, which is his full name. It's, like, T-H-A, yeah, right? Yeah, the God. Like, why? The, he's just the worst person on earth. So he is the host of the most popular radio show called The Breakfast Club, like, I think in the urban market. It's called The Breakfast Club. It's like a radio show in the mornings, and then they record it, and they interview celebrities, and they'll put it on YouTube, and it's always I've like... I've never heard of this. You've never heard of The Breakfast no. Club? Okay. And so I think, like, as far as who he is, is just like a trash person. He had a book come out recently. Why did he get a radio show, though? I think, I think he just, he's like a personality. Like, I think a lot of did people like him. Did he do music? I think why he used to rap, he, maybe. Because why does he have, like, a name if he's not a music person? Well, he's, like, a commentator. Like, like the... But I can't think of any other commentators who have, like, stage names. 
Do you know well, what I like mean? Well, like Kid Fury. They're like kind of a similar, like from the read. Doesn't Kid Fury do music stuff? I thought that's Mm-mm. why that was his stage name. No, his, I don't know why he picked the stage name. He just doesn't want people to know his name. But his whole thing is just oh. like media commentary. And Charlemagne's is like. Is commentary stage names a black thing? <laughs> wait a second. <laughs> is it? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Wait. I just assumed Wait. that they all had music. I thought like, Charlemagne was a music person. It's the same thing as like an MTV VJ. But yeah, all those people went by their name, right? Like. Wait. <laughs> Did we just discover? Wait, another discovery. Not only do white people not have cousin culture, but What's they also. cousin culture? Oh my God. What are you talking about? <laughs> In addition to that. No, it's just always like, who was the girl who did TRLs? Like Vanessa. Vanilla. Vanilla. Yeah, she just went by her name. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that, yes. <laughs> so that's so funny. Yeah, so so sometimes black people who talk about pop culture just, like, have a stage so name. So neither of those people do music. No. Okay. <laughs> have a stage name. There's so many. There's another guy called Academics. He just talks about pop culture. Okay. <laughs> he just has a name. Wow. His whole thing is you can tell when he's having a conversation with somebody that he actually knows what he's saying isn't true. He's just saying it to bait them for views. Like, you can tell. But I think what people don't realize is with a show like The Breakfast Club it's so heavily consumed. Like, it's like every young black person who's on the internet at least consumes some part of the Breakfast really? Club. Yeah, so that you, it's like you would want, if you had a message, you would want to go on it to reach people who would never hear of you before. And even take the risk of, because Janet Mock obviously knew Charlamagne was going to, like, she wasn't surprised during the interview. She knew he was going to disrespect her. But she's like, it might be worth it to reach people who otherwise are not in, like, media elite circles and you wouldn't hear of them. So it's like people just, like, brave it. Like, people go on the show wow. And you can tell that they're like, he's about to really try That's me. Awful. But it's very bad. But every video on their page is like 20 million views. Like, it's so heavily consumed. Anyway, that's who Charlemagne is. Just like a trash person who baits people on the internet for views. And he's popular because... A lot of people agree with him. Great. That's the truth. Um, And does he get to go to things? Like, is yeah. he... Like, is... And would you consider him like a shock jock or No. Yeah, I would consider him a shock jock. Like, like, honestly. The only other person I can think of like this is, what's his name? Who had the, like, long hair and little sunglasses. Who's gross? Steve Aoki? No. <laughs> who? Long hair and The radio sunglasses? guy who he would have, like, porn stars on his show. Oh, you're talking about Howard Stern. Yeah. Yeah, he literally is black Howard Stern. That's exactly okay. who that is. <laughs> that's Interesting. Exactly. But, like, and acting like an idiot. And then every once in a while he'll post an apology that's, like, sorry. Wow. <laughs> cool. Well, now I know who... It's... Sorry. It's Charlemagne the God? Charlemagne the God. But just goes by Charlemagne. But why is the God in quotes? Is it, like, a middle name? Like a... I could not tell you. It's a another pseudonym? Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with it. And that's our show. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to the stuff we mentioned today. And don't forget to send us your questions via email or voice recording to fyi at she'sallfatpod.com. Please make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's super important in making sure people find the show. If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll give you a shout out on the pod next week. She's All Fat is created, produced, and hosted by us, Sophie Carter-Khan and April K. Quio. We are an independent production. If you'd like to support the work we do, you can join our Patreon by visiting patreon.com slash she's all fat pod. When you pledge to be a supporter, you'll get all sorts of goodies and extra content. This week, we're posting more information, resources, and readings about Amy Schumer, just for our Patreon supporters. Our music was composed and produced by Carolyn Pennypacker-Riggs. Our website was designed by Jesse Fish, and our logo is by Britt Scott. This episode was mixed and edited by the incredible Maria Wartell. Our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter handles are at She's All Fat Pod. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and wherever else you get your pods. Bye! It just didn't speak to you in that way. The hawks aren't going to get the alligators is the thing. Mm, That's true. They're not. That's true. They're just not. And there's not enough of them to get all the rats. (laughs) So if you made that choice, it was the wrong one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 